0: In order to do anything well, one needs to focus. And sometimes as people, we pride ourselves on how busy we are, how many things we have on the go, the number of plates we juggle, you know how it is. And the thing of it is, is that they're usually all really good things. But sometimes without focus, we, we may do many things, but those things just might not be as done as well as they could be. A number of years ago, we decided to bring focus to our missions initiatives And rather than trying to do a lot or to go a lot of places or to take a lot of different opportunities, which I'm not saying is bad, we decided to focus on four partnerships and settling in with them for the long term. We believed in and are now seeing sustainable and powerful ministry happening, which also, as we are coming to learn, yields greater long-term impact. Well, yes, this is about the ministry happening, but it's also about people. It's about relationships in what we like to call kingdom partnerships. It's all about our growth in knowledge and love for one another as we work to see God's kingdom expand here on earth, as it is in heaven. And so to see each other, to affirm each other, to support each other is also a large part of kingdom work. Now, we've had a partnership with the Alliance Church in Rimouski, Quebec, for over 10 years. And it's been in the last three where we have really seen some things take root. Today with me, I have two guests. And they're on Zoom because um, they're both in Quebec, and both of them are huge answers to prayer. One of you many are so familiar with, his name's Barry Watley, and you will have heard his name before here in our Quebec Sunday celebrations, in our bulletin prayer items, and he's actually visited our church and been a part of our services when he's been here. Among the many hats he wears, he has been serving in our Rimouski Church for the last three years as their transitional pastor. During this transition, Barry began developing leaders in the church as well as working with them on a vision for next steps. And so our other guest today is an answer to prayer and part of that planned. I'd like to welcome both Barry and Ruben Nicholas, who is the newly installed pastor at our Ramouski Church. Welcome, you guys.
1: Hello, it's great to be here. How's it
0: going? Yeah, good. How's it going out there?
1: Yeah, it's it's doing great. Again, uh, the weather is good. It's not too cold and uh, it's not too hot, so I can still wear my shirts to come to work. So I'm I'm pretty happy.
0: (laughs) Barry, how is it in Montreal?
2: Doing well. Yeah, we're doing well. I've got uh, my grandkids are coming this next week, so I'm excited about that.
0: Ooh, how many?
2: A couple. Yeah, One I have I haven't I have a son in China, and so he's visiting next week. I haven't seen the, the grandkids for four years, so that's pretty exciting for me.
0: Oh, yes. I remember you talking about that in an earlier conversation. I'm really excited for you. <laughs>
2: that's awesome. Yeah, it's good.
0: Well, I am really excited to be doing this podcast. Um, we have been praying with you guys for these very things and to be able to see God supply and pro- and provide just continually. I don't know why it amazes me, um, because I think we can expect these things from God, but I just am excited for this forward momentum for this church that God is continually supplying for. and And you guys have both been critical pieces in that. And so, Barry, if you could just um, you know, as we just start this and and give a bit of give a bit of background, would you you were here last last May. We had a conversation, um a podcast that was um that was aired last May. And you told us a little bit about the new pastor in process. Could you refresh um our memories for the listener um just of what's happened over the last couple of years, what your role has been? And specifically, mm-hmm. how you had seen God bring Reuben and his family um, right. on the radar. On the radar. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. Well, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's a great story, and and uh, I think we're all uh, we're all excited as you know we think of how God's worked and and the many answers to prayer we've seen over the last few years. Well, I I I first uh, came to the church in a kind of a uh, quite a low time actually a few years ago I guess four years ago now. And um, um, was invited by the church and with the district leadership to to come in and and as a trend in a transitional role. And for a, a transitional pastor, um, the first the first I guess responsibility is is help the church find its footing. And so, when a church has gone through maybe a, a challenging time, it's important just to kind of get a just to slow down and and just take stock of where we are and, and, and just recover, maybe restore uh, a sense of, you know, purpose and, and, uh, you know, work through some issues together. And so we began at the, on that, at that level with the leadership primarily. And, and then after that first, that first step, we began to, to, to work, I began to work with the leadership and with another core group of, of, of stakeholders in the church or key leaders in the church and just to think, well, where where are we at as a church? Like what can we, what do we thank the Lord for? Um, you know, what do we what do we have in terms of of um um you know things we can rejoice in now in, in the church. And and then we began a process of discerning where where God might lead us into the future. And that was a that was a really great great process actually with that we went through as a church. We we actually did it during Covid, which was a double challenge, but just to do a revisioning process as a church and and uh, and and we discovered through that that you know God had really had good things in store for us. And we put together a strategic plan and and part of that plan, of course, was was you know who's going to lead us into the future and and um, and so part of my role um sort of that grew out of that that visioning, that revisioning process was to, to develop the leadership in the church. So I began to work with a a group of potential elders who, um, and, and that was a, that was a really good process with us. And, and with that group of leaders, we, we, um, I I sense we really began to have a a stronger leadership base in the church. And then we began to pray and discern, well, what, what does God have for us um, uh, for the next step in terms of pastoral leadership so that's the ultimate goal of the transitional leader is to help the church um, find a new pastor new pastoral leadership uh, that can really take it into the future so i had my eyes on ruben <laughs> quite early in the process actually uh he and his wife jessica had had begun to attend the church um, after the uh, a little bit before i i arrived on the scene um, they'd moved into the region and, and Ruben will probably tell you about, tell you a little bit more about that as well. But but um, um you know, we had had you know pastoral training, uh, a pastoral heart, a gifted teacher. And you know, I began to see really the, the potential that um um that I saw in Ruben was was something that was really a inspiration for me. And I I did begin to 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 talk with Ruben quite early in the process about you know. Maybe that maybe this would be something for you. Maybe you could move into a a pastoral role and and um, and so that conversation began. And but p- part of my prayer was that that the church as well would see uh, Reuben's gifts and that they would see his role. I didn't want to uh, sort of run ahead of the process. I wanted to sort of to that you know the church sort of see that organically and in when the timing was right. And and that's what we began to see happen as the as the leadership was being was being strengthened you know there really was a a sense it came from them that you know maybe reuben could be our next pastoral leader and and so so that was one of the pieces that fell into place you know the the leadership of the church began to see that he was he could be a real key pastoral leader for us and then the next piece that fell into place was was reuben himself and jessica <laughs> began to say okay we're willing to to step up and step forward in faith to see this, see this happen. So that was, that was also a, um, a real thing that to rejoice in for me. And then I guess the third piece in that, which really kind of sealed the deal for us or really made us see the possibility was, you know, the ongoing and and partnership of Chilliwack that really said, okay, we're we're going to stand with you in this. We're going to partner with you in this to help this happen, see this happen. So, so, you know, we saw this all kind of come together at the end of last year and then then the process was was accelerated as the year began and uh, we've just watched things fall into place over these last several months and it's been a and it culminated in our <laughs> in our great installation evening with Wayne present uh ins- but but evening but our installation weekend um and uh uh yeah we, we just really celebrated how God had worked and and the good things got it done so there's a there's an overview for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Wayne was thrilled to be a part of that weekend. My phone is full of pictures from our texting. Cause <laughs> Wayne is just, he took pictures of like all the things and all the people and sent them to me. I th- and I, which I really appreciated Cause I think he felt like he didn't want to leave me out <laughs> and I was not left out because I have all the pictures. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's really, that's really fun. So Ruben, we are, yeah, we'd love to hear a little bit from you. Um, love to hear you know where you're from, a little bit of your background, how you ended up in Rimouski. Um, Barry kind of alluded to the that you had just maybe arrived a little bit before he had. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey to Rimouski.
1: Yeah, I think um, I'll start with um, the fact that I was born and raised in Montreal. Uh, I always live uh, my life there. Actually, the only time that I actually left uh, Montreal was to come to uh, work in Rimouski. So uh, born and raised in Montreal, Quebec. And I'm from a Haitian background. So uh, born and raised in a Haitian family, speaking Creole, eating Haitian food and everything. So that that's a bit um, who I am. Uh, also, I worked with uh, the GBU. And GBU would be the French version of uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship okay. at UCF Canada. And so I worked for uh, the GBU, which is the French version, for 10 years as a staff. In, uh, in 2000, while I was working with, with that movement, uh, we decided to go to Rimouski to do a mission trip there in 2000. And uh, we were welcomed by the Alliance Church when we came in, in, in 2000. Uh, it is there that I met my wife, who was back then a, a student. And uh, that's interesting because it is the same church where we are right now, uh, almost 23 years later. So, so oh my that gosh. But that's another story later. <laughs> and so uh, after that two-week mission trip in 2000, uh, Jessica and I uh, realized that we both wanted to do ministry together, uh, both wanted to to live together. And so we got married two years later uh, in Montreal after that mission trip. So there's always that hidden agenda in a mission trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, as we came back, we got married in 2002. After our first years of marriage, we went to a seminary. So we went to the, um, Southern Bat- the Canadian Southern Baptist Theology Seminary in Cochrane, Alberta. And so we spent three years there and uh, did our study. And while we were there, we were involved in, uh, in the church plant as well. So we came back after that, and we had our daughter. Uh, her name is Leah Mode, and she's now 16 years old. And um, after spending some time in Montreal, we then decided to move to uh, to Rimouski four years ago. So that's okay. kind of a little bit the background, where I came from.
0: Okay, right. So your wife is named Jessica, that's correct? Yes. Yeah, Jessica. Jessica. And so, so is all of her family in Rimouski or in the, in the area of Rimouski. She grew up, she
1: yeah. grew up there? Okay. So Jessica grew up, grew up, um, actually in Gaspésie, which is maybe an hour, uh, east of Rimouski. And so, uh, she grew up there. Her parents are from there also, uh, Gaspésie. And, uh, as we were coming in to do ministry, uh, in the Alliance church, the pastor there decided to in, to invite everyone in the region who wanted to get involved in that mission trip, and so she decided to get involved in it, and that's how and that's how we met. But yeah, she she's from there, and so we came back to where she she's come from.
0: Oh, that is so that's so cool. I feel like I've I've talked with a couple of people lately, and the stories of how they've met their spouse are are just so wild to me. I feel like that could be a whole podcast series in and of mm-hmm. itself. Like how we, how, how people meet, like it, it's just, it's remarkable. And so, okay. So now you and your family have, you know, you found yourself back in Ramuski and you settled in, um, you found a church. Uh, what, what made you get involved in, in the Ramuski church? I know you had, um, You had another job and what, I guess, what motivated you or what pulled you in to to some of the stuff that Barry uh, was kind of leading the church through?
1: Okay, so first of all, we decided to come back to Rimouski because uh, my in-laws were getting older. Okay. And so they needed more assistance. And so my wife thought it would be better for them and for her that we move back to Rimouski so she could be closer to them and take care of them. So as we decided to move back here for that, we were looking for a church because we were always involved in the church. Um, And so we looked with different churches and then um, we decided to visit the Alliance Church four years ago, to visit. And we both felt that this was our place. Uh, We felt at peace coming in and we liked the worship, we liked the people, we felt welcome and we decided, you know what? I think this is the place where uh, we want to be her parents were going to another church, and so we started at that other church. but after visiting the alliance, we both decided that we should be here and a few few months later, her parents decided to come and join us in the alliance. so everybody's there now oh, okay uh, <laughs> together. and so as we as we as we got involved in there, um Jessica and I you know, we went to seminary and so we always want to get involved in some way or another. Um, she she likes to be, to be involved in music, in worship. And uh, I like to teach and be involved in teaching, or what is Sunday school or preaching in the morning. And so uh, just trying to settle down and find how we can serve the church. And that this is how we started. She started with the worship and doing other stuff. And um, I did some Sunday schools from time to times, And that's how we got involved in, uh, in the church. As far as the process goes, Barry was uh, doing some visits with some members of the church. Every time he would come in, he would visit some people in the church. And so he asked me once, can we go and take a walk together along the river? And so a Saturday morning, we went and we we just talked. And as we talked, we realized that we both had a pastoral heart. And so we started to talk on a pastoral level pretty pretty fast. and I think this is where we we connected. we We sat down in the kitchen, spent another hour there and just connecting in a pastoral level. and I think this is how the conversation between him and me got uh, a little bit deeper, um, a little bit more serious about the church uh, what was my dream about the church what what did I see and 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 what the things that that could be done, and the potential of the church, and so that got started the conversation between me and him, then and further on with the process afterwards.
0: So this wasn't a question that I had necessarily prepared you for, but what, but what was it like to to have Barry kind of approach you and like have his eyes on you for, you know, for for a potential leadership role? Um, were you in a place where you needed a lot of conversation around that or was there something was there something else in that for you was it like was it intimidating I don't know I just what was it like Mm. for you to have you know to have some of those conversations initially were they out of the blue or how did God work that out um,
1: I think one of the questions that you know Barry wanted to to know me better he wanted to know my family better and so When I told him that um, I did some seminary, uh, that that was something that got interested. But he also knew me by my name but not by my face because he got involved with the GBU as a conference leader. And so he knew the movement. And he knew also that I was the director because when we met or when we talked, he asked me, are you the same Ruben that used to be the director of the, the movement? I said, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. And so he had some kind of a background about my some of my experiences. And so I think that's what got him started about talking about ministry and, and stuff like that. And I shared with him um just my heart and how I, I I care with the church and how I felt that I could help the church, how I could be involved, and in, and in the thing that I've seen. And I think this became kind of naturally you know uh I wanted to use the word bio biologically but I don't think that's the right word but you know it wasn't forced into it just came as natural as it could be and organically so that yeah organically that's the word I was looking for yeah it was organic and so I think there was not any surprises there was not any shock it it was just pretty natural conversation as we got along to that
0: oh that is that is, that's so neat because I, we used to, and I, we used to meet on Zoom um, monthly, uh, Barry, uh, Wayne Massey, and and Germaine. And it was just mostly catch up and prayer. And, and so your name didn't come up necessarily, but there was a person. Um, I remember there was, there was a time and Barry started talking about this person that, um, that where there is great potential and he was really excited about this person Um and that you were part of the church and, and involved and, and part of some of these workshops and the processes with, you know, the group of stakeholders that he had talked about and, and all kinds of things. So it's, it was fun for us to finally learn that there's a, a name to this person and, and that, that God really, um, brought this about yeah organically and mm-hmm. and kind of seamlessly in in a sense like there's just this yeah. really neat transition so um yeah thanks for sharing about that when um I just I, I was laughing a little bit when Barry was saying he's like I kind of had my eye on this guy and I was like what did it what did it feel like to be that guy with Barry's eye on him um <laughs> not that he's intimidating he's not he's like the most gentle guy in the whole world but um and I mean well, that as not- a compliment. <laughs>
2: maybe just maybe just a, a comment on that too it's 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 not hard to get keep an eye on Ruben like he's uh he's got about five inches on me so he's uh he's easy to see okay but um, <laughs> but just a, a funny anecdote too with this it was really uh Ruben had a had a job opportunity in the in the teaching field that he was pursuing and uh it seemed like a real um a really good opportunity for him and it was going to kind of be a career shift and and in my heart, I was really um, disappointed about that because I realized if he took this direction, that the pastoral direction wouldn't be possible. But, you know, a number of circumstances happened and this all fell apart. And it was a, a real difficult time for them. But in my heart, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I realized that, you know, God had other plans to Reuben which he didn't know about yet. But uh, anyway, that was, uh, that was what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. So, um, so you were looking at maybe doing some teaching then Ruben, is mm-hmm. that, that was what was on your radar?
1: Well, um, tell you the truth. I I came here um, as a cleaner because this is what I mainly do with, with ministry I, I I do cleaning job part time ministry part time and so since since I'm 18 years old um, being a janitor has been part of my of my life and so I came here and and I did that becoming a janitor but I felt that as we were coming here I wanted to to start a new season I wanted to change start a new life new opportunities um, financially it was better for my family also that I find something better and so. As I was doing that that work in this this elementary school, the director said to me, well, since you have a bachelor, even though it is in Christian ministry, you can still become a teacher. Would you be interested in that? And so he, the director, um, started this conversation with me. And obviously for me, it was like, well, if I can leave this cleaning job, not that it it is a bad thing, but I, I felt that I needed a new season in my life. And maybe that new season in my life meant becoming a teacher because I never thought this this could happen. Right. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to change. And so I started the process of uh, becoming a teacher because I I believe that one of my gifts is teaching. And so I like to teach. And so teaching kids in elementary school was something that I thought, you know what, this could work. This could be something that, um, that could work, but, in the meantime, I, I never left the idea of becoming a pastor. Like this is, this is something that was part of my life and on my heart for many, many, many years. But I felt that I wanted to, to have a change of life. I wanted a new, a new season. And so I thought when this teaching opportunity came in from the director himself, I thought maybe this is the new pattern or the new life that I need to get involved to. And so I took the opportunity. But as has said, It all fell apart for some reason, and uh, that was really, really, really hard. And that's that's ironic because when when I met Barry and I told him about this, and I was very sad, and I was very, you know, some kind of depressed or something. In his heart, he was like, "Oh yes, yes, uh, this (laughs) this is a good thing." (laughs) So 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 that was funny. So that was not knowing what he had in mind, not knowing what what he felt the Lord was was leading. And so, yeah, that was an interesting uh, conversation we had about that.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, so we're on Zoom, listener, if you didn't know that we're on Zoom. And so I, I have both of them on my screen. And so just watching Barry's face as um, as Ruben is talking about the teaching opportunity that didn't work out, Barry's got this giant smile on his face. And, you know, we're all laughing about it now. But I can't imagine that was really that was really yeah. disheartening and, you yes, know, trying to you know, trying to figure that out. So I just want to backtrack just a little bit. You have talked about, you know, you've been in ministry, uh, you were looking, you know, for, for change and, and thinking that, um, that this new season would include teaching, but ministry has been a part of your background. Um, can you share with us, um, a little bit about your spiritual journey? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how you came into ministry, um, in the beginning and and just even what your walk with Christ has looked like. Maybe there's some significant people who have um, spoken Mm -hmm. wisdom or have been impactful. We'd love to hear a little bit more about that journey for you.
1: Yeah. So born and raised in a, in a Haitian family, uh, going to church was just part of our natural life. It was not a question whether we go or not. We just go to church. So, Born and raised in a Christian family, and my father was a very disciplined man. So you know, it, it never was an option. Like you go to school from Monday Monday to Friday, and Sunday you go to church. That's just part of life, right? So growing up at like that, and so as I was getting involved in the church where I was as a um, as a young man, my my pastor back then told me that you know we've been looking at you. You've been going within the church, and many of the leaders of the church and the people of the church felt that we feel that you have a call on your life to be involved in ministry. Uh, They came to me when I was 17 years old and told me that. And I didn't have any plan for my life. So I thought, well, if the church and the leaders felt that this could be something, I'd say, well, maybe I should should get involved in that. So um, I felt the call for the ministry when I was 19 years old. And since then, um, I've been been on an incredible journey um, since then. Because for me, I thought, you know, I feel the call for ministry. Um, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to go to seminary for three years here in Montreal. After my three years, I'm going to be 22, 23. I'm going to get married. I'm going to be the new pastor of the church where I am right now, where, where the pastor is about to take his retirement. So I had all my life planned. Um, when when, when I felt the call. But it actually took 31 years before I could actually achieve that goal of becoming a full-time pastor. 31 years. And so within those 31 years, it's been a journey where I've been to so many different places, done so many things, getting a lot of experiences. And uh, for example, like working with the GBU, Interversity Christian Fellowship. That was a good experience. It was a good experience because I was born and raised in a Haitian church where we are about, you know, 200 to 350 peoples in it. And so all my younger years, elementary school and high school, I felt that the only Christian people that was in in Montreal were the Haitian people. And, I, you I know, no Quebecois Christian. And so my first Christian Quebecois that I met was in college when I was 18 years old. And so when I work with the GBU, this is what I met. The GBU has a student. And the GBU just opened wide the door for me about the Christian life in the province of Quebec, where I was very close-minded with my own community. Um, working with the GBU opened my mind and opened my eyes to a, to a whole new world about, about the Quebec um, Quebec Christianity, Christian life. And so as I got involved in there, I get to meet a lot of people. I've been to many conferences um, in English, just like in French, going to Ontario and places like that. And so I got to, God opened my my mind wide open about the different opportunities. And so for those 31 years, I got involved. So um, like we talked about, uh, before you know, I was I had an opportunity to go to uh, uh, South Korea for world assembly. I went to Mexico for another world assembly. I went to Urbana uh, student mission mission. I was able to do some conferences there, talk about Quebec over there, and so getting involved in so so many opportunities, and um, and so all during. Doing all those things while after that going to seminary where, again, in Alberta, spent three years there and getting involved in a church plan, learning about church plan, learning about discipleship, learning about how to be a, a youth leader. Um, then coming back here and helping a church plan here in Montreal for nine years where, again, we were leading the church, co-leading the church with another pastor, helping people to grow in their faith, walking with people in their faith as well. And so got many experiences um, in that field. And finally, before coming to Rimouski, I became the national director for the GBU for four years. And so as being the director, I had so many opportunities again. I, I went to Morocco for, for a mission trip, helping students there, bringing some students to Morocco. And again, being involved in the in the States. We went to Mississippi during the Hurricane Katrina. And so we helped, we came with some kids and we went down there and helping with uh, the resources over there to help. And so when 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 we left Montreal, um still I wasn't a pastor nowhere. I still was involved in the in the pastoral ministry, but I was involved in Christian ministry. Mm. And so um that that's how it's all fair for 31 years before coming coming to Rimouski and finally getting getting the job.
0: Okay. So what does that, what does that feel like for you to finally be, you know, after that many years, um, from when somebody spoke into your life that, you know, ministry should be an option for you when you were 17 years old. Um, what is it, what does it feel like for you to now be in pastoral ministry and to see that, um, yeah, you're, like you've kind of arrived in a sense from you know from what people spoke to you when you were seventeen. What's that like for you?
1: Yeah, I think for many many years I didn't understand what was what was God doing in my life. Like why why did it take so long? I had some friends who got who got involved in uh, Christian studies after me. Some young men that I led and and they changed their life to become. Christian leaders, and they became pastors way before I became a pastor. And they had, you know, they had the all shebang you know, they got full-time ministry and, you know, were involved in doing things, while I was still a janitor cleaning cleaning classes. And for many years, I was like, what's what's that all about? You know, how, how, how come it takes so much time before I can actually do something that I really felt that God was leading me to become? And so with all that process coming here, and the last thing I thought when we were coming here was to become a pastor. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody knows me. I know nobody, and I don't, I don't know the city. And so I never thought, you know, like, this would be God's plan. As the process came in, and having Barry coming in and asking me, you know, would you think about becoming a pastor? This is when I realized, wait, what? What? Really, here in Rimouski, nobody knows me. I know nobody. I mean, like here, you know. Like this, this is so strange. I always thought I would be a pastor in Montreal. I, you know, I was born there, I was raised there, I did ministry there for so many years, and so the idea of uh, becoming a pastor here in in Rimouski was like, wait, what? No, I, I don't know. So Barry asked me. And I said yes while I was still fighting with the idea, though, because I was like, are you serious, Lord? Is this really here that you want me? Like, I always thought that I would go back to Montreal and be a pastor in Montreal. And so we started a process, but I'm still like, Lord, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say yes. But I need some more convincing. Like, is it really you in there? Are you really in that process? Or, you know, is it just Barry who who want something or see something. And so there was a lot of struggle in myself about that. The Lord finally gave me peace about coming a pastor here and, and leaving everything behind. Everything behind, not knowing what's going to happen, but I felt at peace about leaving everything behind and decided, you know what? If this is what God wants from me, I'm, 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 I'm going to take it. And as we got involved in the process, things became more clearer and clearer about the opportunities that was for me here. What what could I bring to that church? What what, what could happen if I get involved in that church? And and the connection that I got with people here and my connection with Barry and and everything that was happening here. And, And finally settling down the idea that, you know what? It makes sense now to think that this might be the place where God wants me. But when finally that happened, and uh, last August, the 1st of August, uh, I became a full-time. I came to the office. I sat down at the office in the church. I was totally alone with uh, the window open behind me. And I I just felt like, yeah, makes sense. Makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Really felt at peace. And looking back now, realizing that all that journey that started 31 years ago, everything that I've been through, was for God to prepare me to be here and do ministry here. Um that was a shock for me at the beginning to realize that. And and now I I am embracing that. And I'm still, you know, okay, Lord, so where are we going? Like what's what's the next step? So yeah. that was an incredible journey.
0: Well, I gotta be honest, one of the things that you said that I just I really appreciate is that you said yes, and then started asking more questions and for, you know, for God to just to show you more things. But your, your first answer was yes, it wasn't no. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, and I would include myself in that lot of people, sometimes before I can say yes, I need more convincing. So I just, I really appreciate your example of, of trust in the Lord and, um, and the idea that it's, it's okay to say yes without knowing all of, all of what it entails or having all of those ducks in a row. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. So as, um, I mean, you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the gifts that you bring to the table, which are teaching, um, you know, there's a, a pastoral heart there that Barry had also mentioned, um, as one of the things that he saw in you, I mean, between the two of you, what are some of those other gifts, um, that you that you are bringing to this church as 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 they look to walk into these next steps.
1: Mm. I think one of the things that um, my wife and I realized is that the fact that you know the church has been going through a lot of hard times, but the but the thing is we came after that, so we were not involved in all that situation that get gathered in. We came we came in with a new perspective, like we were not affected by what happened, we were new members in the church. And so the first thing that we saw was the potential mm. of, of the church. And so my wife came with that phrase, you know, this church is a sleeping giant. Mm. As as we walked in, we look at the, at the building, we look at all the possibilities in the building, we looked at the people and we felt like, yeah, this is a sleeping giant. And I think that, This is one of the things, I think, the fact that I came here after that, that we came here after that, we were not involved, is that we bring a new perspective, uh, freshness to the church, and looking forward, like, we believe in this church. Like, we see so much, so many things in that church and what the church can bring. And so that, I think, this is one of the things, I think, is that as a gift, I think we we may say, like, we inspire people. We want to inspire people, make them see how the, the wonderful thing that, that could happen in this church and, and in the city as well. I think the other one is um, is pastoral care. Um, some of the people here, again, have, has been through a lot of difficult time. And so the pastoral care, to be able to walk with them through those difficult times, process with them, and help them um, go through that, go some, through some healing. I think the pastoral care um, is something that I bring to the church for, mm-hmm. for a lot of those people. I think that's, that's the thing. And um, yeah, we talk about teaching. I like to teach. I like to preach. And so those are the things, I guess, are some of the things that I that I think that I can bring to, uh, to the church. And the last thing, yeah, the last thing is uh, experience, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think been through all those 31 years, going to different ministries, uh, seeing so many things around the world, and seeing so different ways of doing ministry, doing church, learning so much about all those 31 years, I think um, this experience that that I have and my wife has um, is going to help the church as well to move forward and uh, to that new seasons that we wanna we wanna go in.
0: Mm-hmm. Barry, do you have well, anything to add to that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I,
1: I yeah, you know, I
2: really echo that too. Like, I, I, I think that one of the things I've seen, one of the hard things for me when I was the transitional pastor, well, Rumuski six hour a six hour drive away from Montreal, so uh, I didn't go there every weekend, and uh, in fact, during COVID, I was for a period of about ten months, I never was there in person, but I think one of the things I realized and, and is that the the importance of having a pastoral presence in the church. Um, I was able to work with leaders, we were able to do some some training and and the visioning process, those things that were good. But I really sensed that, you know, my hands were kind of tied in terms of meeting pastoral needs of people. Um, and and I, I sense that, you know, the, the one of the, the key uh, images of a pastor is proximity. Like he he knows the sheep. He's close to the sheep. And I just realized, well, I, I'm not close. And so I was limited at that level. And, and, and I think that that's one thing that the church really needs was that pastoral presence. And, and that really struck me with Ruben as well. Um, uh, the, there is that gentle pastoral presence that he carries that, that I, I and I, and I, I said one of my prayers for him is that he wouldn't be overwhelmed <laughs> Because uh, the church is hungry for a pastor um and and I think you'll have to to navigate those those needs. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that I, I really see and I rejoice in as well, um that pastoral presence and and of course, the the anchor and the the of of just regular teaching um that can that can be given in the church um and and i was it was i really. You know, people noticed. Um, you know, Ruben's gifts in teaching—that was one of the things I think that really helped uh, the the elders to to recognize, hey, this is really a, an important need for us as a church to to see that sort of steady leadership uh, in in teaching that he brings. So that was uh, another part that was really a uh, really a, a positive sign as well.
0: Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm just excited for this church. Um, you know, as I hear as I hear you speak about Ruben, the not just the ministry experience that you have, but <clears throat> with you and Jessica, just the idea of of being able to see the potential in the church and and that it's a sleeping giant. It's so funny because um the only time I've really ever heard the phrase sleeping giant, it's never really been in a positive. You know, it's it's always it's it always seems to be in reference to some bad thing that we don't know about or Or some, yeah, just some kind of obstacle that could be in the way, and and I love how you use that phrase and and turn it around to something really powerful. Um, you -hmm. know the potential of for good and and what what and how the Lord can use this church, you know, in your community. So as you know, as you think of this sleeping giant, what are what are some of the these the next the first few next steps? I guess you could say that you and the board um, are maybe working towards, you know, engaging the church in or things that may might be need to be taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in these first couple of years.
1: I think I think the main thing for us right now, at least for the next year, is uh, is to be structured to the church, um, not having a a leader. There, um, the structure of the church was a little bit wobbly, and so people were doing some kind of different stuff. And 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 so I think for the board and I, we we the the elders board and I, we decided that to bring the first thing to awake that sleeping giant is to bring structure to the church direction. And as Barry talked about at the beginning, you know, having this new vision with the church. And with the, the new strategies, how can we implement those strategies in a, in a structure? We need we need structure. I think that's that's the main thing. Um, also, that goes along that is to help the church understand that we work in a vision, and and the vision is good. And and so the process to get that vision, you know, that that strategy and stuff, it came from the church. You know, it's not the elders that came in and decided, or me that came in and decided this is what we're gonna do. Um, Barry through the process or I don't know how long Barry it was but um, meeting with the church members talking about what it means to start a new vision, what it means to start a new um, strategies and goals and stuff like that the whole church came together and the whole church came came with that vision this wasn't the vision of one person it was the vision of a church who, who needed to define themselves who they are and, and what we believe in what are our values and stuff and so the church came in and we defined what kind of church we wanted to be and so now it's it's to take that and and not let that you know in a book and on a shelf and let us take in that vision no this is our identity and so to help the people understand that okay this is who we are and this is our vision this is how we work this is how we're going to do things And so I think those two things right now are mainly what we're looking for, bring structure to the church and making sure that the vision, that everybody understands the vision, everybody wants to get in that vision and are excited about that. And with those two things, I think for the first year at least is to help people understand that we're going somewhere and where we're going, it's beautiful. Mm. Let's, Let's do this. You know, it's a beautiful place we're going it's, it's going to be fun. We're getting into a journey. Let's, let's get involved with that journey. And so, yeah, I, for the first year, I think we, we're mainly going to work on that, helping people and fi- making sure people find their place in the church and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's, that's exciting. And, and I think what a great way to kind of wrap this, uh, to wrap this conversation up listener. I, um, I'd love to enjoy, to invite you um, to join us in prayer um, for, for these things. Um, You know, we, you know, even us as a church, we've been around for a while. We've had um, pretty steady leadership, but we I mean, we're also looking at new things and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and working a vision Um, you know, we want to be a place that's welcoming to new people um, and, and, and we're working at doing our next steps options for them better, you know, because we are getting new families in. And so if you could be praying for us for that, that would be fantastic. And we, again, listener, you write these down. Um, they are starting to be work, like starting to work the vision, um, I guess more acutely um, I remember when Barry had started that process and they had spent a weekend together and there's, there's been retreats and there's been um, vision casting seminars that, that this church has participated in. And, Mm -hmm. um, and the vision that they came up with was, was a real group effort. And so now, now it's time to start putting those things in place. And so we will pray for you around that and structure just, you know, providing providing the structure and the reliability and um I guess gaining a new sense of trust um from from the people mm-hmm. that comes with a predictable structure and and, a, and and a stability that that seems to be inherent whenever there's you know a leader and and a board. And so we're so grateful that this is something that the church is going to be experiencing in you. Uh Ruben thank you. Thank you for saying yes um even when it didn't seem um, when it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. um, And then waiting for God to fill in those holes of things that you didn't understand. And Barry, thanks for having um, a walk with the spirit that, that has opened your eyes to, to be able to see the potential in people and, and to see maybe some of the things that, that God is at work at and being able to call that out of a situation and out of people um, I think that's one of the things I've learned the most from our time, you know, together and the, the the friendship and the partnership that we've even built with you. I just I appreciate how, yeah, how you have listened to the spirit and have somehow have his eyes um to be able to notice these things in in really critical situations. So thank you both. Um, so listener, we're just we're actually going to pray right now on the podcast. Um so please join. Please join with us, um, and yeah. If, if you guys want to go first, it doesn't matter to me um, who prays first. I'll just kind of wrap us up, and I'll, we'll I'll get start. on. With it. I'll start. Okay, thanks, Barry.
1: Just, just, just before, just before that, I would like to talk about a little bit about um, a, a story that I think you guys will find interesting. Um, you know, I talk about in 2000 we came here in Rimouski uh, to do a mission trip. Now, how did that happen? It's because as we're working as the GBU, we were looking for places in the province of Quebec where where there was a university campus and a college campus. And so as we look into the map of Quebec in the cities where there were university campuses and college campuses, there were several cities in the province of Quebec where they were missing um, Christian ministries in those campuses. So we send the letters to at least six to seven cities in the whole province of Quebec. And so we send the letters to the churches of those cities. So we're talking about maybe 30 churches. And as we send those letters, there's only one, one church who actually answered to our call. And that was the Alliance Church in Rimouski. And that's the reason why we came to the Alliance Church. And now this is where I met my wife. And now there was that pastor in the islands back then, uh, in 2000, who said yes to us, and what was interesting about that pastor saying yes to us is that that pastor, as we learned from Wayne, was a missionary pastor from the Church of Chilowak, Alan Ack. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so this became full circle. Mm. And so seriously, our partnership, as far as I'm concerned, didn't start ten years ago. My partnership with Chilwak started 23 years ago. Yeah, as this that's amazing. From I
0: Received forgot about us. that. I mean, full circle, all the circles. You know, all yeah. the circles yeah. um, are are happening and meeting and I, I don't even know. Like, there's there's so many circles in this. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Ruben. I I don't know that I totally put that together until yeah. until you did. So <laughs> that is crazy. All right. You know, we got a lot to praise God for too. So yeah. um, again, listener, thanks for sticking around. Please join us in prayer.
2: All right. Father, we're so grateful for um, the work of your hand. And um, Lord, we know that circumstances are, are uh, you are bigger than circumstances and you orchestrate um, people and, and, and events to, to work out your purposes. And we see that so so beautifully in, in Rumuski, we thank you for Reuben and Jessica. We thank you for their their obedience, for their faithfulness, and we do ask your blessing on on their ministry there. Um, thank you for the the joy of partnership as well of of sharing together in the good work that you're doing, and uh, uh, what an encouragement that is, Father. We we give you thanks in Jesus' name.
1: Lord, I just want to thank you for this opportunity that. Um... You have given me to be here to do this podcast with our, our partners in Chilliwack. And Lord, as you've been, you've seen all this before and you knew all this and this this is part of a great plan that you have. And we look back at this partnership and all, how it started. And as we look back and we're so amazed about how this came to be, we, we can look forward, Lord, with faith knowing that uh, this partnership is going to be great and um, very meaningful and that you, you you have something for for both churches and so and so thank you for for giving us the opportunity for my family to be involved in that and uh we're excited and so we pray for this church that is also going to a new vision and and looking for a new direction as there's new family coming in and uh, and the same way lord you've been leading us with this new vision uh we pray that you would lead this church also to this new yeah. direction that uh, you want to you want to lead them in your name,
0: Father. I, I can't help but just sit here and not really know what to say um, as I think about again just all of you know coming full circle and all of these pieces that that you have woven together and 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 put in to make the picture that we see today. I I can't. I don't even know what really what to do with it, to be honest. it's it's so remarkable. Um, and to be able to be a part of that not knowing even half of the things that you have been at work doing in in each of our indi- individual lives, in our in our ministries, um, and just how these pieces have just really come together to create this amazing picture that we see today. and Lord and I, and I know that it's not yet complete that there's going to be more pieces that we are going to see put into place and the picture is going to grow and it's it's going to have depth and um there's just so much to it that we still can't see but Lord we have hope and we have trust in you because because even today I have learned about your faithfulness I have learned um and I've been encouraged by other people stepping out and trusting in you saying yes when they didn't have all of the answers and saying yes, when, when things were confusing and, and made no sense, but, but yet still said yes, because they trust you and and the work that you have for them, for them. And so Lord, thank you for Ruben. Thank you for his journey, for Jessica and how they met and how they work together and who they are together and, and for their daughter, Leah mode, like, thank you for her. And, and that she's part of this ministry family. We pray that you would protect her as well, protect their marriage. Would you strengthen them as a couple? And would you prevent um, the enemy from from sinking his claws into their family in in ways that that will be harmful? Lord, we thank you for Barry and, and his faithfulness to you, but his faithfulness to the church at large. That that he chooses to be a part of building in and, and helping people heal, helping churches transition, and that he has such an ear for the spirit and eyes to see the things that you're doing, that he can speak truth and that he can speak encouragement and, and help move people from, from point A to point B, Lord, that is a gift. And we thank you that we have gotten to be a part of, of this support and and seeing this happen, we pray for our church in Ramuski that as they continue to work to build a solid structure, that people will trust, that people will come and serve, and that people will be involved in the things that this church is doing, because they are in a really amazing spot for some for some good ministry to happen. Um, they are placed. They are placed well, Lord, and and I think that's part of this idea of the sleeping giant. Um, Lord, would you would you also help with the pastoral care? Would you help um, the the board and and Ruben project the vision that the church had prayed through and uh, that the church realized that you have for them and that they would, you know, put boots to the ground um, in real, faithful ways, in ways where they have to step out and see you more to be able to trust you with the vision that you entrusted to them. So Lord, we pray for this church. We, we know that you are blessing them and we ask for your continued blessing in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Great listener. Well, that is, we're just wrapping up our time together today. I just want to thank you for listening. Just want to remind you too, that we do have other podcasts. You go to our website. There's a whole list of them there. Um, There's some, there's some good stuff, some amazing people we've had conversations with and some, some challenging topics as well. And you know what? Stay tuned because we're going to be putting some more out. So maybe we'll see you soon. Maybe we'll see you Sunday. But until that time, we pray. Um, We pray God's blessing in your life and trust that as you grow, that you see him at work, that you find him faithful and that you find him trustworthy because he is all those things and more friends. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.